everybody, and welcome to That Wrestling Show, the podcast where all pro wrestling matters. I am your host, Bill, and this week it's Halloween, and we're going to have a little bit of fun this week because after all the years of me torturing you guys with the Paul Lynn Halloween special, I felt like it was my turn to get tortured, and I'm getting tortured by having a fun little watch-along with the Escape the Undertaker interactive Netflix special. So yes, I did that. And you guys will get to hear it at the end of this week's show. Uh, But I'm going to start off here with the big news of the week. And that is the uncertain future of Ring of Honor Wrestling. Uh, It has been... It was announced this week that after Final Battle, which takes place on December 11th, Ring of Honor is going on a little bit of a break, on a little bit of a vacation, and they are going to work on Ring of Honor going in a new direction, basically. And they announced that all talent, is going to be released from their contract at the end of this year and that the wrestlers can work for any other promotion right now. Um, Here, and here's the thing, because I had to really think about this. I know people are jumping at the bit like, this is the end of Ring of Honor, this is, you know... It's gone. It's done for. I don't see it that way. I really don't. Because they said that they will be back by April 2022. They'll be back for Supercard of Honor. Ring of Honor is the little engine that could of professional wrestling. And to continue the fight. I know some of you are probably thinking. Bill you've lost your mind. But I've seen this story. I've seen this a thousand times with Ring of Honor. They're going to find a way to get back. Now as far as. You know. Which talents stay with Ring of Honor. And who goes. Who leaves. I have no idea. I really don't have an idea of where it's going to go. But my thinking is they're going to be fine. They really are. And we're going to see Ring of Honor back in 2022. Maybe, you know, to a lot of people, you know, this version of Ring of Honor is dead. Maybe they think that. Maybe they do. And we're going to be looking into a newer Ring of Honor. And I'm going to still support Ring of Honor. I believed in Ring of Honor from the first time I saw it in 2004. And I I believe in it. And I still f- will support the company no matter what. Um, as far as... You know, what, what exactly happens... I really don't know. It's going to be very interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Um, I know for me, for me personally, if it hadn't been for Ring of Honor, like if I had not seen that first Ring of Honor show in 2004, I don't know if I'd still be a wrestling fan to this day. I really don't know. But you got to think about the you got to think about the, the the entire you know history of Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor might have produced more stars who became bigger stars than any other wrestling promotion in history. Think about it. Brian Danielson, Samoa Joe. AJ Styles, 
Christopher Daniels, uh, Tyler Black, Nigel McGinnis, Homicide, Loki, uh, the Briscoes. I mean, the list can just go on. It goes on and on and on. And you think of everybody that has ever been in Ring of Honor, or at least every name that has ended up becoming a big name. They've ended up becoming huge stars for the most part. Either it be in the United States or either it be in Europe or Japan. You know, they've ended up being very successful. And if you think about it, there are guys that are in the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame because they had a platform before they got to bigger and better things, and that platform is Ring of Honor. And... You know, if Ring of Honor does ever, you know, die, if it ever goes away, that's going to be the legacy. The legacy of Ring of Honor is they were the ones that were able to produce those, you know, these stars who ended up becoming bigger stars. CM Punk, Colt Cabana, you know, I mean, think of all those people that had their lives changed and for the better. Because they were a part of Ring of Honor. So, it's going to be interesting, you know, week by week, month by month, to see how they are able to, you know, restructure the company. But, I'll say this. December 11th, in Baltimore, at Final Battle, could be a very emotional night. For everybody in the building. It very well could. The other big news of the week, really, in the world of wrestling, is that WWE came out with their pay-per-view schedule for 2022. And what makes it even more interesting is that the big pay-per-views are all on a Saturday this coming year. So, as of this moment, these are the dates, and we even have some locations for these events, for WWE pay-per-views of 2022. So, the first one is New Year's Day. Day one will be in Atlanta, Georgia at the State Farm Arena. January 29th, we kind of knew this already, the Royal Rumble will be held in St. Louis at the Dome. A February date has not yet been determined, but as soon as a date has been announced, we'll let you know here. WrestleMania 38 will be two nights again, April the 2nd and April the 3rd at AT&T Stadium in Dallas, Texas. May 8th, Mother's Day. What a, what a Mother's Day gift it would be to give your mom by giving her a WWE pay-per-view. Um, the show name is yet to be announced, but it will be at the Dunkin' Donuts Center in Providence, Rhode Island. June the 5th will be at the Allstate Arena in Chicago. No name for that pay-per-view. And these next two, one we all knew, but the other one we didn't know. July 2nd, Money in the Bank at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. This was known during SummerSlam. They officially announced at SummerSlam that Money in the Bank was going to be at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. So this is going to be a part of 4th of July weekend, which is very, very interesting. And I don't think WWE's ever done a pay-per-view 4th of July weekend. Then this next one, this is the one that surprised me the most. July 30th, SummerSlam at Nissan Stadium in Nashville. You did not hear that wrong. SummerSlam in July. First time ever. I could not believe, I I couldn't believe it. I was like, Really? They're going to do a Summer Slam in July? It's always in August. I, I, I guess they couldn't find an August date that would work. 
September 3rd or 4th will be a pay-per-view. Uh, that is the same weekend as the all-out pay-per-view, so that's going to be very interesting to see what day WWE picks. They have not announced an October date yet, and the final one on the schedule that we know of, Thanksgiving weekend, uh, November 26th, the Survivor Series at the TD Garden in Boston. So, they're going back, in a way, to the old tradition of the Survivor Series being around Thanksgiving, but it's going to be on Thanksgiving weekend. It's going to be a couple days after Thanksgiving, and it will be held in Boston on November 26th of 2022. Um... Like I said, some of the days we kind of knew. We already knew about New Year's Day. We knew about the Rumble. We knew about WrestleMania. And we knew about Money in the Bank. But SummerSlam in July, that's the one that gets me. That That's the one that's just like, wow. That's kind of surprising. And then you have the Survivor Series on Thanksgiving weekend. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes there. Uh, tickets for WrestleMania weekend will be on sale in two weeks on uh, November the 12th. So uh, if you're planning on going to Dallas, be ready to spend some money for WrestleMania weekend. Uh, other news, WWE announced that they have signed with a new trading card company. Uh, they, they've been for a long time with tops but they have signed a new contract with uh and, and i want to get the name of this right uh it is hold on i gotta find the piece here panini that is the name so it's part of uh beckett which is a card company you know kind of like Tops, which is the big name. Um, and this deal begins in the first quarter of 2022. And this new multi-year deal covers both trading cards and stickers. WWE had been with Tops since 2005. So they had an over 15-year relationship there. So... WWE getting a new credit card company or credit card trading card company with Panini. All right, gotta catch catch us up on our Miz with the Stars update, and this is kind of interesting because well I wasn't here last week. Um, again I apologize because I was very busy. Um, so. After surviving, well not surviving, but after advancing from Grease Night, The Miz went into Horror Night, where they did a dance and they were dressed as a, a character from either a horror movie or a horror show. So The Miz was dressed as Pinhead from... Hellraiser, yes, uh, it's not as scary as him as the genie, but it's still pretty cool, pretty cool looking. Uh, they perf they danced to Wicked Games by Rain, not the Chris Isaac version. I don't know how you couldn't dance to the Chris Isaac. Anyway, uh, Kenya and Brandon danced to Take My Breath by The Weeknd. Uh, their horror film show was Arachnophobia. JoJo and Jana performed to Anything Goes, District 78, featuring Patrice Covington from It. Uh, that was the movie. Cody and Cheryl danced to There Will Be Blood by Kim Petras. Uh, they, the show movie they chose was American Psycho. Jimmy and Emma danced to Say Something by Daniel Jang. Uh, the show movie was A Quiet Place. Olivia and Val danced to Beggin' by Manskin. From the uh, the movie was The Purge. Melora and Artem danced to Hound Dog by Elvis Presley, and if you haven't figured it out by now, they dance or the movie was Cujo. 
had to kind of figure that out. But it was Iman and Daniela who had one of the two perfect scores. JoJo and Jenna had the other one. They danced to I Got Five on it, the tethered mix by Luniz featuring Michael Marshall. And the movie that they chose in the show was Us. Suni and Sasha danced to Bad Habits by Ed Sheeran from The Vampire Diaries. That's the show. And Amanda and Alan danced to Paint It Black by Ciara with the movie being Saw. And after it was all said and done, it was Kenya Moore that was eliminated this week from Dancing with the Stars. So The Miz has made it to the top nine. So he is almost there, folks. He's halfway to possibly winning it all. Now, this week on Dancing with the Stars, it is Queen Week. And this is going to be very interesting because not only will the individual, or not only will the couples perform an individual performance, but they will also be performing with two other groups in a relay, depending on the style of dance. Now, The Miz this week will be performing the Foxtrot. And they're going to be performing to a very good Queen song. Actually, I think one of the more underrated Queen songs, Radio Gaga. Uh, <laughs> for everybody else, Jimmy and Emma are dancing to Somebody to Love. Melora and Artem are dancing to Killer Queen. Olivia and Val to Fat Bottom Girls. Amanda and Alan to Don't Stop Me Now. Suni and Sasha to We Will Rock You. Cody and Cheryl to You're My Best Friend. Iman and Daniela to Another One Bites the Dust. And JoJo and Jenna will be dancing to Body Language. The Miz will be doing a jive relay with Cody and Cheryl and Iman and Daniela. They will be dancing to Crazy Little Thing Called Love. Uh, the other groups, one will be doing the Foxtrot. They will be dancing to Under Pressure with David Bowie. And the other will be doing the, v the Viennese Waltz relay to We Are the champions and that is the order that's how it is set up for right now and look at the Miz we've gone seven weeks and the Miz is still in there who knows maybe he gets to the end maybe the Miz does win and I'm wrong you know because I, I was talking with Jim Boy Star uh, a few weeks ago and I was like I don't know if Miz is gonna you know I don't know if Miz is gonna be there that long but look at him he's about halfway through how many how many have been eliminated six have been eliminated we're almost halfway there you know i mean he's got a shot let's just call it like it is he's got a shot to win it if he just keeps performing like he is who knows maybe maybe they will take it all maybe they will all right i want to talk about one final topic and then uh gonna go into the special little treat um the whole charlotte flair becky lynch situation uh that took place on smackdown this past friday um long long story short for those that don't know what happened there was a segment on smackdown last week where becky and charlotte were to switch belts because Charlotte's on SmackDown, Becky's on Raw. And Charlotte really wasn't feeling it. She didn't think it would come off good. She thought, you know, Becky would, you know, look better than she did. And you're like, it, it's okay. Trust me. So they get to the bit. And Charlotte throws the belt down. She throws the belt down. Which really pisses off Becky. And it's just a complete mess. Now, I and what I find interesting, before I give my thoughts, is they replayed that SmackDown the following night because that was supposed to be Game 7 of the American League Championship Series between the Boston Red Sox and the Houston Astros, but the Astros won it the night before, so, you know, there was no Game 7. So they decided to air SmackDown, you know, uh, to replay, basically show the replay of SmackDown. They edited out 
Charlotte throwing the belt. That was the one thing I was looking for. Did they edit it out? And they did. And I've heard that they even edited it out on the West Coast before on, on Friday night before it even got a you know they even got a chance to see it. And then there's the whole thing of well, Charlotte wanted to drop the belt to Bianca, didn't want to do this, and there was arguing, not a physical confrontation backstage with Charlotte and Becky, and then Charlotte had to be escorted out of the building because Becky was having a dark match, and if you know if Charlotte was still there by the time Becky came back, who knew what the hell was going to happen? Um, but here's my, here's what I'm going to say. And I, I want to make sure that what I say, you know, it comes out right. First of all, I command, I command Charlotte for saying, I'm really, I'm ready to drop the belt. I'm ready to drop the belt. She wanted to drop the belt to Bianca Belair because... You know, what would have been the whole point? So I commend her on that thought, being, hey, this this talent's hot. You got something here. But WWE's like, no, not going to do it. Not going to do it. Then, you know, you have the Saudi Arabia show, Becky retains the title, and then you get to Friday. The only thing that I could even remotely think of to compare what happened that Charlotte did was the Shane Douglas incident in ECW back in 1994. The only difference is this. Shane Douglas did not want to be the NWA world champion. You know, and the belt got thrown down. Here... Charlotte, I don't know what was going on in her mind. I really don't. And I think she's at a point where she might not really care anymore. And that's a scary thought. She has several years left on her contract. I have... A feeling. A pretty good feeling. We're going to get Becky and Charlotte at Survivor Series. If they're going to do Raw versus SmackDown again, I have a feeling we're going to get that match. And I'll tell you what's going to happen. I'm going to tell you what will happen. If that match happens, there is no way in the world that Charlotte wins that match. WWE is going to punish Charlotte Flair for what she did. I'm saying it right now. If that match happens at Survivor Series in Brooklyn, there's no way, there's not a chance in the world that Charlotte goes over. They're going to have Becky win. That's going to be Charlotte's punishment for what she did. And in a way, you know, what she did was she disrespected all the women that ever held the Raw Women's title. And I don't think she even thought about that. But, honestly, it doesn't look good for Charlotte. And I, 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 you know what? I can't, I can't support either one in this situation after thinking about it for a week. I just can't really support either one on this issue. Because it's like, if I support Charlotte, then it's like, oh, then, you know, you're supporting her because she's a flair and blah, 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 and all that. But if I support Becky, it's like, uh, you know, Becky's kind of got an ego. She's got a big head, which is kind of true. I mean, have you seen her lately? She's getting an ego, which kind of scares me. So, but that's my take on the whole Becky Lynch-Charlotte situation. All right. Well, it is time for you guys to have some fun. 
because over the years I tortured you with the Paul Lynn Halloween special, you know, playing Kiss every year. Last year I killed it off, thankfully. Uh, this year I wanted to do something a little different. I wanted to do something out of my realm. So this year for Halloween and for this Halloween episode of that wrestling show, I did kind of a, you know, MST3K, Riff Track, Untitled Movie Project, uh, shtick, where I watched and did Escape the Undertaker, the interactive Netflix special, and I had my own commentary on it. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, next week, I don't know what's gonna. I don't know what's gonna be talking about next week. But anyway, have a good, safe, happy Halloween. And with that said, I present to you me being tortured by Netflix and WWE. Hey guys, uh, this is a Halloween treat for this year since, you know, last Halloween I kind of killed off Paul Lynn and Kiss and all that. So this Halloween I wanted to try something a little different. I wanted to try Escape the Undertaker, the Netflix interactive that WWE and Netflix came out with just a few weeks ago. So, the uh, I'll just read the description real quick. You decide what happens next. Can the New Day survive the surprises at the Undertaker's spooky mansion? It's up to you to decide their fate in this interactive WWE-themed special. This is TVPG, so families can watch this. So I'm going to watch this, and then uh, this is kind of me just wanting to do this, see how it goes, see if it's actually good. So, for the Halloween show this year, here is Escape the Undertaker. Netflix Interactive Film. Ah, someone's working hard in their workshop. I've spent a lifetime studying the dark arts. You have? And uncovered many unnatural forces. Oh yeah, if you want to use classic Undertaker footage, get Byron Saxton's uh, audio clip. Oh, Pat McAfee, oh lord. <laughs> Pat McAfee made it in. <laughs> Is there an interactive part where I could have skipped that? Alright, we got the controller, gonna decide what happens next. That's the Undertaker's mansion. Can we not just come back during the day? Can we come back when the sun is out? No, because he's got the fire. He's got the fire in his own yard. Hello? Let me try this. Now the Undertaker trying out for the role of Saul. Yeah, yeah, it's your boys, the... 
we don't need a description of the new game. Come on, for God's sake. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Yep, this is uh, Halloween, folks. I don't know what's more scarier, this whole special or Pat McAfee. I thought he said Uncle Taker. <laughs> that's that's the next wrestler we need. Is the Uncle Taker? No, no. Relax, relax. Okay, relax. Is that Taker? No, I think that's Linda Blair from The Exorcist. What is that? It's a grandfather clock. Undertaker's well, going to give I'm you the go upstairs. I'll go upstairs. You gotta eat. You want me to take the foggy basement? I got the room over here. Are y'all serious? Go straight. A couple more ground. Everything will be fine. Uh, let's follow the light. There was fog and whispers, but I think the light is probably the best bet. Oh, you will, Biggie. You will. This place is something. <sighs> Looks like that's from Zelda. I can't believe this is Undertaker taking the soul of the good. <laughs> Let's try to figure this thing out. Is this a, a keyhole? 
you're a keyhole. Upstairs, search basement. Let's go upstairs. since he ate that three-bean burrito this morning. Byron Sexton is a Florida Gator. <laughs> See how Xavier and Big E end up. Who has this many cameras? The United States government. Creepy. 
Okay, so Kofi's in a vent. Have a couple laughs. Got the key. Biggie throws up. He's gonna pew. Keep searching. I don't want to. I don't want to bust out with the art yet. <laughs> I kind. I kind of want to torture myself a little more. This is so incredibly bad. <laughs> Yeah, this really is now Saul. Who has a morgue in their house? I mean, it is The Undertaker. True. What is, what is all this stuff? I don't know, but hey, let, let's find this key. Uh, what is that? That's Where a body. Isaac Yankum. <laughs> I want to follow Xavier. I've already done Big E and Kofi. I want to follow Xavier at this point. <laughs> well, I just killed our king of the ring. Oh, no, he's alive. You can't see me. 
you'll see what I did to Ultimate Warrior. That was worth nothing. Kofi's fear. <laughs> I want to see what that is. <laughs> Anybody get that phone number on the dial? <laughs> Can't be a WWE thing without Vince McMahon. Uh, let's let's silence the doubters.
first. Come on. Well, since I had Big E first, I'll go Big E. <laughs> Even a thing. Is that the best y'all got? You're not Triple H. <laughs> Magneto from the X-Men. by using a pizza pan. choices of them all. It was brave of you to try and take my urn. 
Now you know its power is too evil to control. No, I want to destroy the earth. I don't want to start over. I guess the first ending was a little better. <laughs> I just want to leave. No, I want to rest in peace. I deserve that golf clap, Undertaker. I deserve it. Oh, Lord. So, this was a thing. Um, I don't know what else to say except that was a thing. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed this. This is for the Halloween show. Uh, enjoy your Halloween, everyone, and uh, tune in next time for another episode of that wrestling show, the podcast, where all pro wrestling matters. And as always, wrestle on, and God, I don't ever want to see this again. <laughs>